Hi, everyone, and welcome to Mike Velarde's show. I'm excited to welcome to the program, Mike Velarde. Mike, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, great, Neil. How are you? Fantastic. Who's our Good. guest today? Hey, Tommy, Tommy Neiman. Tommy, tell us about yourself. Tell us about what you do. And um, my understanding is from other shows you've been on, you're a tr tremendous guest. So we're going to give you that opportunity to be a tremendous guest on my show. Hey, Mike. Hey, Neil. It's great to be with you. Yeah, I'm Tommy Nyman. I'm a lieutenant, St. Lucie County Fire Rescue, just north of West Palm Beach in Florida. I've been there. Uh, I'm in my 37th year, guys, and uh, just uh, seen some powerful things. Uh, just been on some really cool rescues. Our department's done Rescue 911. I did an episode of Shark Week for the Discovery Channel. Just been involved in some really cool stuff. No, absolutely. So tell us about that shark week. I'm interested in hearing about that. Well, you know what? We had a guy boogie boarding out in the surf and uh, he saw the shark coming. The shark nailed him and he made it to shore. Uh, we were able to get some packed dressings. He had some pretty serious bleeds. He was going into shock on me. I was able to get some IV started and uh, get him positioned to try to keep his organs uh, per perfused and keeping from going into shock and dying on me. And um, it was just a powerful call in that uh, I really learned that I was uh, really depending on water to be my uh, friend in incidents. Well, I learned that water would have been my biggest enemy because had I had to go out into that surf and get him, then I'd have been getting eaten up myself. But uh, it was really a message, to, uh, I think, from God to say, hey, you can expect anything on this job. That show was done in the very early weeks of uh, Discovery episodes of the Shark Week. Uh, and so uh, it really kind of sent a, a truth home to me that uh, expect anything in this job. And certainly I have. And uh, I know that it also just was wary that, hey, you don't give up. If something goes against you in life, then you battle it. And that guy was battling that shark. He could have been eaten up by others, but he decided even with that shark latched onto his leg, he was going to make it to shore. And he was able to rip it out of his mouth, get to shore. And then we were there for the rescue. We got called uh, for the distress, got there. He'd been on shore. A bystander had taken a shirt, made a tourniquet dressing, and we took it from there and uh, saved his life. Uh, it was just uh, an amazing call. So that's just one of many calls, guys, that uh, – you know, God has put me on to really uh, try to make a difference to save uh, physical lives, but also to to minister and to just share with people, hey, you know, God was looking over you. I did my best to save you, but it was God that decided to keep you living and on this earth, man. Now, does that happen a lot? I mean, sharks up in Port St. Lucie off the beaches. I mean, how common is that? Well, it's very common for them to be there. We, uh, uh, that particular year in the early 2000s, I think I had six, five or six shark bites, uh, none quite as serious as that one, but a lot of them are hitting these guys that are surfing on their uh, foot because that's what looks like a, a little mullet or a little bait fish, and they crack on it. And a lot of guys, you know, they'll get stitched up, but they get nailed in the foot, but they're on their board. And so, you know, when they get hit, Boy, it doesn't take a wave to get them to shore real quick. Now, this, are we talking great whites? No, no, we're talking we're talking mostly bull sharks. Okay, and bull sharks can be aggressive, and there are some white tips, some black tips in there, but mostly the bulls are what are mean. Okay, 
how how much hurt how how have you been hurt trying to catch sharks well i don't really try to catch them i uh i more or less treat the victims um another another bite we did uh, uh actually a, a little 12 year old's brother saved him he was in shallow water and that was on the uh, uh discovery too we uh we got there uh his shark had been or the shark had bit the kid in the in the behind area but uh the kid was you know like i say young and his brother grabbed him got him out of the surf and uh, that was kind of a hero brother story that they did on shark week as well but we we reenacted that uh for the scene as well but no i see them when i scuba dive out there in the area but most of the time they're not messing with me because uh, i look very natural in the water it's uh it's when you appear most like a, a bait fish uh, a big bait fish that they get aggressive wow Mike, so how did you meet Tom? How did you meet him? How did you meet Tommy? Well, my, my, my friend George had him on his show. George supported me when I ran for Congress. We became good friends. And he said Tommy was an excellent guest. So I wanted to give him the opportunity to appear on our show. Okay, great. Yeah. What, what are you promoting Tommy right now? What's up big for you right now? Well, for me right now, it's a children's book I've done called Rookie Rescuer. I take kids on 12 calls, just like the one I told you about Shark Week, and uh, really try to share with them about first responder work. You know, the equipment, the strategies, just take them to the scenes. Instead of their eyes and nose popping through the fence at the play yard, these elementary kids, uh, you know, when they look at these uh, sirens going by, I take them on the real calls. I teach them practical lessons. I teach them spiritual lessons, obviously. And then I take them on projects to fire station, to the uh, ambulance station, to the uh, fire hydrant, and they go there armed. And it's animated. I play a firefighter, Tom, in the book. And uh, I have a little dog that I take along, a Dalmatian, of course. And his name is Blaze. And uh, the, the book is really all about really teaching these kids uh, a respect and admiration for first responders by giving them an understanding of what we do. And, uh, you know, with all the books out there that are so horrible, they're pulling them out of libraries, pulling them out of book, uh, out of schools. Uh, this three-year project I never knew would be coming at a, such a, a great time to replace the garbage with something that's going to teach them what mainstream media and so many uh, of these uh, liberal entities are trying to do by uh, hurting the, uh, the overall image of first responders, whether it's police, fire rescue, emergency medical, whoever. It, you know, one little thing goes wrong out of millions and millions of calls, and it's all prolified all over the press. Well, my goal is to get these kids and get in their hearts at an early age to get them a respect and an, a love and certainly an admiration for first responders. So what do you think? You think the Biden administration will pick up your book and distribute it to schools throughout the country? Well, I would love for a, 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 a someone to uh, maybe throw that out there, but there would have to be some blindfolding first and then it could get out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it's a great idea. Let me give you an idea as a marketer and, you know, as again, the media giant ways for you to get your book out and give some tips. Just because I got you on the show and we would we'll just nail them. First one will be 
you really want to start to connect with every volunteer fire department and fire department across the country. Get someone to email them saying how important the book would be to be in the community and how you could do talks or do a virtual talk on that book in every one of those places. First, the fire departments, then the volunteer fire departments. Then really network and build a community of firefighters that are believing your mission and stuff and maybe take what you do in tours and duplicate that as well. And then firefighter conventions or uh, EMS conventions to start connecting to those places as well. And if you do all that, you're going to get it out faster and then get more book sales because they'll buy multiple books and really get your mission and vision together. And there's got to be huge organizations of fire department organizations that will want to get behind your book. Yeah, I would think you're exactly right, Neil. In fact, I took that to heart just a month ago when uh, I was able to obtain a booth where I'm at literally speaking to you right now. I'm in Indianapolis at the Fire Department International uh, convention, which is in the Lucas Oil Stadium where the Colts play <clears throat> and the convention center. And um, literally, I took a booth and I'm taking a break from that. So excitingly to be with you guys. And uh, there's 30,000 firefighters uh, that are representing fire departments here. So, Neil, man, you uh, you nailed it as far as what I now am seeing. And I like what you said, the mission Division. I never heard that, but 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 you're right. Um, I love being with uh, you guys in this podcast. I feel like, you know, your listeners and your viewers will see, you know, that this is a positive mission for obviously, first and foremost, uh, you know, seeing an all powerful God who loves us that is in control through these calls I make. But they're also seeing that. Uh, there's a way in society now that's that's counterproductive to our first responders, to uh, leaders and people in these supervisory positions that provide safety for our communities, whether it's the police, whether it's the firefighters. They provide safety and they are to be admired. They are to be looked up to. Are there a bad apple here and there? Yes, but there's a bad plumber out there. There's a bad electrician out there. But for the overall measure, I don't think there's anything that's as proportionately good to a vocation and secondary a calling to provide safety than the overall number of first responders out there in this nation that are overseeing the public safety sector of our country. No, no doubt. And uh, the thing is, these 30,000 firefighters, if you talk to him, them when they come up to your booth and see how important they need to have those books in their organizations and all those different things, it's key. And I guess the director of it, if you can be able to get the entire email list of everyone that attended, or at least the decision makers, and then send out an email, you can get multiple books sold and then also bring a mission to as well. I want to connect you to one of my clients, David Hollenbach. He, okay. uh, he's Look up Hollenbach Leadership. He's a former firefighting chief who ended up uh, you know, having uh, some challenges, but now he's helping firefighters across the country uh, really navigate through the challenges of being a firefighter. And addressing wow. that in so many ways, the mental health issues, I heard that more people die as firefighters and EMS through suicide than yes. from, from the thing. It's, it's really a bad thing happening, isn't it, sir? 
Yeah, it's PSD at its uh, at its very worst within the ranks. We know it was there in the, the military, but the the fire rescue police, these guys are under a lot of stress and 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 we're human just like anyone else. And so the the bad visuals, the pictures that we see that uh, are from uh, you know, kids getting uh, hurt bad and from uh, destructiveness in in a home and people losing their business or their or their or their houses and everything they have to fires just seeing the firsthand emotions and living in their emotions while we're while while we're on those scenes with them has a huge huge impact in a in a in a very uh, mental stressing in a just a mental way to first responders so absolutely and you know. Neil and 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 my, my 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 heart, like I said, is in these younger kids. If we can get in their hearts and begin to just shape them before they get exposed to that cell phone that they'll get soon enough, and those videos that they'll see, and those mainstream, uh, just you know, TV and and media that's always uh, riding with the the culture that's 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 a lot negative today then I can start to impress upon them the understanding of respect and admiration for first responders before, uh, you know, some liberal group steals it away. So, yeah, Hollenbach, I'd love to find out more about him. If Mike could text me that information, I'll be glad to, I'll be uh, excited to run him down. What is your website for the book? How could people buy it? How could we help you out? Well, they can just type in Rookie Rescuer. The website is rookierescuer.com. But if they just type in Rookie Rescuer, there's a, a multitude of, uh, uh, you know, retailers that are selling that book. It's only four weeks old. It's into your mainstream uh, department stores, the Walmarts, the Targets. But I really uh, would love to see, uh, you know, classroom size, you know, contact the website for bulk orders and we can get them better prices. I know that I'm through a publisher and part of that, uh, that game is uh, a lot of uh, hands dip into it. And I'm not in it for the money by any means. My goal is to get it off that retail price and get it down for, for, for kids. It's a curriculum book. It's uh, worthwhile for a, a classroom, a Christian school, a homeschool group, you name it. Uh, any kids, that can uh, can do the project. We call it a project because they write in answers. They write in uh, word definition. It's very academic, but very fun because they're going on real calls like shark bites and explosions and uh, wildfires and building fires and you name it, EMS calls and fire calls. And just it's it's, it's cool because they're going to the scenes. Like I said in the beginning, they're leaving the the schoolyard and they're actually getting on the truck with us and going to those scenes. That My, has to be a lot of fun for the kids. I mean, they got to love that. Oh yeah. I, I, I think they're drawn. The parents learn a lot too. The parents are just uh, as involved with the calls as the, uh, as the uh, elementary kids are that are doing it. You know, they get a certificate at the end of the book for completing it. There's some project, uh, fire station and EMS station, a fire hydrant visits where they can take what they've learned and impress the firefighters because of what they learned on the calls in the book. So I'm looking forward to seeing what firefighters say in return when this 
classroom of kids that did the rookie rescuer come in and, and know what's two and a half inch hose and what's three inch hose and what they're for, you know? Wow. Fabulous. All right. Anything else to add, Mike? Yeah. Well, well, yeah, let's talk a little about local news. Of course. Uh, um, is there anything else, Tommy, that you want to tell us or. No, that's good, man. I'm just uh, excited to share with your listeners today and uh, certainly ask for your listeners to, to pray for, uh, first responders, anytime they hear lights and sirens, and uh, also to just take note of a rookie rescuer, and uh, you know, let's work on the kids and and, yeah. and teach them at an early age. Let, let me let me ask you a question. Since you're with all those thirty thousand firefighters over there, uh, since they decided to defund the police and all this other stuff, are they are they starting to get money back, or, or are they people starting to realize that you need the first responders? I mean, oh, absolutely. There's no doubt. I, we work with police all the time and we see that. And, you know, we you know, you you can see some of the mistakes that are happening and they're coming by their way of uh, really slower incident response times, both on our part, both on the police report, because the police, they on a domestic or any type of violence call that obviously there's injuries. We can't get in there till the police get in there and secure the scene. And if they can't get in there. Uh, uh, because they're mentally staffed, that means that us as fire rescue paramedics and firefighters that come in to do the actual saving of the lives on those scenes, then they're delayed. So yeah, it has a trickle effect that the community suffers in the end and they're starting to see that. So yeah, absolutely. People are seeing what a huge critical, uh, I hate to use the word idiotic mistake to ever think about defunding the abilities of people that are called to help in the greatest time of need in someone's life. So, so you would say that pretty much people don't want to see Joe Biden finish the job and get another four more years. Well, I don't want to see cutbacks in our first responders. That's for sure. And if you get me started, I can go down on a list that would take about 25 podcasts to figure out what we don't need that we've had uh, the last few years. <laughs> I, I, and I don't mean to be political. I want to be godly and I want to do what I feel led from above is the right thing. Right. And that attributes to what we do in our country. And so I don't uh, knock anyone for being a human being that God loved, created and still loves. But we are going to follow what God commands and what is pleasing to him in the way of, of culture, morality, and every other issue before we yield to someone that's not going to give us decisions that reflect um, godly decisions. Yeah, we, we can see a big difference between the last two administrations as far as policy goes, uh, especially in these liberal-run cities and states like New York City, it's just amazing how they've just gone so downhill. Oh, yeah. The crime yeah. is through the roof. Uh, yeah. the, 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 the quality of life is, and they have, to, they have to lock up all the merchandise. So one target, they have all the merchandise locked up. You literally yeah. have to go and say, okay, That's I want crazy. to. crazy, yeah. Walks you to the counter so you can pay for it, and they hold on to it until you pay. Yeah. I understand. And I see clearly that, uh, you know, it has affected first responders uh, very heavily. And so, uh, again, not to play God, but obviously to follow 
uh, what his uh, moral ways that are given to us in, in the scriptures, in the, in, in the Bible that teaches right and wrong. And we have to stand up for right when wrong is trying to take over. Right. All right. So great. Again, Tommy, your website? Website, rookierescuer.com. So, Mike, anything to add this week that surprised you uh, politically? Yes. Uh, Joe Biden's reelection video shocked me. I've never seen a president first attack the MAGAs, the other side, so viciously and lie so much in one video. That was absolutely shocking. And he wants to finish the job. Well, if the job is destroying the United States, give him four more years and he'll get it done. Because China absolutely loves him. Russia loves him. Everyone loves him except the, the citizen who's paying taxes here in the United States. So why do you think China and Russia love him? Why? Because, because he's acquiescing to him. You know, he, he, he sold a strategic oil reserve to China. Russia loves them because they're, they're exporting oil and gasoline and making a fortune on it because we're not drilling here in the United States. He allows China to send you a balloon over here to, to get all the information they need. They're, 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 they're going to go into Taiwan and take it. He's not going to do anything. What about North Korea and South Korea? Do you think North Korea is going to take South Korea? Well, you know what? They wouldn't even be thinking about it if, 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 we, had, if we had the last president in office. But under Joe Biden, he's weak. And, you know, they got already nine family members getting money directly from China. They tried to disguise it through all these LLCs, but they have the evidence. And the bank records don't lie. That's why I never lost a case when I was a federal agent. Because when you go into court with the bank records, they don't lie. Who has the bank records, Mike? Well, the, um, the Congress does. The what about Tucker? So they got the CTRs, they track the money, and they could show the links directly. Comes in from China, goes to this company. Gets oh, the man. Okay. And but got, who has access to that? Who found that? Uh, the, the, who has access to it is the committee members doing the investigation, the congressional, uh, the congressional members uh, of the, of the uh, they have investigators, congressional investigators, who work for the congressman and they are digging up all this stuff because now that they got the treasury department to finally release the um the ctrs from the banks they could go through them and then they could just trace the money all right so my if i had a if i had a bet i would say that not only will biden not be reelected, but he will be doing what richard nixon did within the next six to eight months all right. MikeFlaherty winning tax solutions.com, MikeFlahertyShow.com. And we appreciate it, Tommy. Great information. Appreciate it, sir. Great. God bless. All right. That was the Mike Flaherty Show, guys. Take care. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.